0: Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Couch Potato Sports Presents Crash Net Podcast. I'm your host, Trevor Reed, joined as always by Kelsey Harmon. How you doing oh, tonight, Kelsey?
1: Doing fantastic, thanks. How are you?
0: Not too bad. I realized in our uh, season opener that I forgot to drop the Harmon. So, you know, Kelsey hey, Harmon.
1: I'm still getting getting adjusted to it as well so you're you're not the only one the good thing is it's a couple you know it's pretty much the same thing just a couple of uh letter drops and
0: it, it's got this it's got the so, same sound i mean Harmon hammond it's it's right there it's it's pretty close
1: so I, all is forgiven
0: so uh how's your week been Kels? i mean last time we talked uh we were looking at going into next week or last week with uh the thursday night game against nashville and you know, after a long break and, you know, what's been going on with you?
1: It's good. You know, it's good to see, you know, the ads kind of back in that routine, kind of over that weird scheduling of back-to-back nights or a random trip to Finland. So it's good to just have that, you know, that routine. I'm I'm a routine girl, so I need any consistency and I need to know, you know, what's happening and keep it keep it consistent.
0: <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. Now we're starting to get back into the consistency of the schedule. I mean, that was that was the weirdest start to a season that I remember in the longest time. I mean, starting off with a back-to-back, having two back-to-backs in the first week, and then basically taking our quote-unquote bye week, right, before we go to Finland, and then having another four days off after. It was a very weird start. I, I mean, honestly, it felt like the season hasn't even started yet.
1: Yeah, it's definitely, and I think that, one, I definitely agree, it's definitely been odd. Um, to start the hockey season that way. And I feel like that plays a factor in, you know, the chemistry with the team. You're not able to, you know, find that groove. As much as I'm a routine person, you know, those guys are very much so creatures of habits as well. So when you're start, stop, you know, a break here, but then back-to-back games there, you know, that's hard, to, that's hard to keep things going. It's hard to build a consistent routine, build that chemistry, really, you know, get a feel for each other. As much as this team you know, is returning from the Stanley cup. It's still, you know, there still is a lot of new players, especially with the injuries lately. Holy cow. I'm having to pull up the roster and see who's in, who's out, who's yeah. playing, who's injured now. Um, it's been, it's been crazy. It
0: <laughs> to say it's been crazy right now is, um, a bit of an understatement. I mean, obviously we have Landis God going to LTIR, um, minimum of three months out, uh, Helm going on LTIR, what, two weeks ago now, um, Gerard skating again, but still no real timeline on that. Uh, you know, Nachushkin <laughs> could be back within a month, could be back within four months. I mean, so, yeah, we're in a weird situation right now. And um, what I felt was really interesting with, you know, although it's it's hard for the team to gel, and I'll get to that, um, the amount of trade rumors that are happening, Simply because we are a Stanley Cup defending team and everybody just sees us as, you know, that team that's going to go out and try to find a Jonathan Taves, a Patrick Kane, um, Bo Horvat. These are all names that are being floated right now. I mean, what do you think about some of the names that are, that are out there and, you know, how do you think those people would fill on this roster?
1: You know, and I think, I think there's, a, you know, there's expectations that have been set now that you're a Stanley Cup champion. And I think that the urge and the window to repeat is so small that people people expect something to be done. If this was a last place team, you know, um, and there wasn't, you weren't surprised, there wasn't a need to make the playoffs, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. Get those younger guys, you know, some ice time, really start seeing and developing um, the youth. But that's not the case with the ABS. Um, this team is expected to repeat. And so when you're off to kind of that sluggish start, you have, you know, some really key injuries, um, people it I don't want to say panic, but you you gotta do something. You can't let that drag on too long. Um and you're gonna be thrown out there with names of some of those players, those big name players. Um, because I also think like you are seeing the cup champion now. So those guys You're now a hot, you're the hot commodity. You're the hot place team. People want to play here um, and have a chance at that Stanley Cup ring. And so I think there's a lot of different factors going on right now. We don't really, you know, not we, they, I'm not on the team. Um, They don't have the time to just let the younger guys develop. This is a, a do or die kind of moment, kind of team right now. And who knows, like a Jonathan Tays, that could be, you know, the factor that you need right now to get to the playoffs. You know, I don't know how confident we feel in letting AHL guys and, you know, with all these injuries, try to really get this team over that hump and kind of survive the, the surge that the team is quite frankly facing.
0: And it, exactly. I mean, when you look at it, um, you know, with with all the losses and injury this year, you know, we got guys like Anton Blick coming up. Um, you know, Mikhail Maltsev could possibly make another run at the roster again. Samparanta. Although he's done well, I mean, we're talking about guys that when it comes to the playoff push, these aren't the guys that I feel are going to be productive for this team enough to help propel towards a Stanley Cup. So that being said, um, you know, having guys like Jonathan Taves, Bo Horvat, Patrick Kane, things like that on the table, even if it's just a rumor, I mean, could you imagine Personally, I would rather have Bo Horvat, one for the age, and one, the guys, he's fun to watch. I mean, Jonathan Taze, Patrick Kane, yeah, they're fun and everything like that. Uh, they've got their Stanley Cups, they've got the playoff experience, but a Bo Horvat, I feel, with with his speed, his size, and his ability, would fit right into a second-line combo with a Nachushkin and a Maniskog. I
1: wouldn't disagree. I wouldn't go wrong. I'm like, you could go wrong with any of those players you just listed, Um to be honest, I'd be I'd be happy with any of them. And I think you'd get really good, solid production that you're kind of missing um right now. And I think not even just within the abs, you know, with the abs kind of the normal starters, normal eighteen rostered guys, but you know, some of those those guys getting pulled up, like they're just not ready yet. And I think we're kind of seeing that. They're they're good. You know, I've been happy and pleased, but you're you're missing Matushkin, who was 20-plus goal scorer, you know, you're missing a lot of goals on the table. Um, But the good thing is, and the reason I guess I'm not really full-blown into the trade deadline or trade expectations, is that we're talking about this, and it's November.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so
1: there is there is time to make it up. It's a very, very long season. Um, So I think this is your just initial expectations of the Stanley Cup what are we going to do to get there because with the roster that we're you know kind of fielding right now it's just that's not gonna that's not gonna work but yeah. we have a few months left of hockey, so i'm sure there will be plenty of changes coming
0: yeah i mean we we have 60 plus games left i mean <laughs> the the way i look at it is getting a good start to the season although can be paramount for the end of the season it's just for for a team like the Avs that just won the Cup, all that it is at this point is the ability to get back in the swing of it. I mean, that first month or two after winning a Cup, it's a hangover. Like we talked about last episode. Um, you know, you have guys who literally all summer, they were with family, friends, partying. I mean, with the Stanley Cup, touring the world, having a great time. And now that it's back to work, you know, it's it's a different dynamic. And then you take out those players like – you know, we'll start even with taking out a Kadri and a Burakovsky just to start this season, right? That right there, no matter what anybody says, Kadri and Burakovsky were pivotal pieces to that Stanley Cup team. Burakovsky may not have been the the goal scorer that everybody wanted him to be in the playoffs, but you know what? He came in and he he performed when he needed to. And Kadri, we all know what Kadri did. So that right there yeah. just kind of started off weird, and then you know the injury to Landeskog, and just rolling downhill. I think this team just really hasn't found their new identity. I mean, cuz they're going to have a new identity. They don't have the well, same grit. That's
1: hard to when you're 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 kind of bit with the injury bug right yeah. now. So you're yeah. trying to find a groove with a select group of people that are in and out of up. Now you're bringing and calling up these other guys that you don't have a relationship with, that you don't have the chemistry with and having to make that work night in and night out. And that's that's definitely, you know, that's a lot that's a lot to ask. Um, and I think to me personally, that's what makes the difference for a Stanley Cup team, a Stanley Cup contender is that chemistry, that relationship, knowing where you can drop the puck back, no look, you know, or you know how a guy's gonna break off the bench so you can find him for a breakaway. Those are key little details that you you don't you can't really practice. you don't really yeah. train on that. That just happens through game experience and playing. With each other, um, and so it's it's a, it's a revolving door right now. It's not ideal, but again, the Abs are eight, five, and one with seventeen points. They're third in the Central behind the the Stars and the Jets. We're not dead last. We're not you know bottom dwellers here. You know, eight and five. I'm sure there's a lot of teams that would be would uh like to be eight and five right now out of the gate. So it, it could definitely be yeah. worse. It could be better, but it could be worse.
0: It right now. I think what we're experiencing is we're all grumpy because we just saw probably is one of the grumpy greatest or is
1: it hug ever. over
0: both because we, <laughs> we we just as as fans in all honesty we just saw one of the greatest playoff runs in history i mean to lose two games and route to a playoff is, is that's nuts and for for an abs fan to sit back and watch what's happened this season yeah it's it's a little bit frustrating because the passing's not crisp the offensive play hasn't been great the defense isn't what it was last year so it's a little bit rough i mean the st louis game was a great example of that um you know to to allow st louis to win that game after being up it's unacceptable you have you have bad breaks in front of the net
1: <laughs> I I wouldn't necessarily jump to right to unacceptable. It's it, St. It, Louis Blues. It's all they've always uh, been that board yeah. in the side. You're it's right. Always Jordan Bennington. So I mean, and that's why it's unacceptable Bennington, is Jordan was, Bennington. I <laughs> hey, I mean, again, let's talk. Come playoffs, regular season game. Okay, whatever. Yeah. Does it is it nice to win? Absolutely. But am I gonna dwell on it? No. I mean, again, like they are they are constantly that that kryptonite. It almost feels like yeah. And so. We're missing half our roster. Jordan Bennington's Jordan Bennington. I mean, talk to me come playoff time. let we'll we'll see. You know, first second round of the playoffs. Let's see who gets the better of who. But I wouldn't I wouldn't put too much too much stock into that game. Again, you're just you're missing half the roster. I don't know. Like yeah, I'm not no. trying to make excuses, no, but I, at the same time, we know what this team is capable of.
0: I get it, and it's, it's too early. I get it. It is too early. And again, that, that goes back to me being a grumpy-ass fan. So
1: right. I'm going to yeah, maybe it's not all of the Yaz fans. It's just you.
0: Well, I went to the St. Louis game, so I was really grumpy leaving there. Okay, There we go. I so knew there that, was a
1: special reason. It was that. You could just be honest. You could just tell us up front, you know.
0: Okay. It's okay. I, w- I was grumpy leaving the arena. Okay. I was very grumpy.
1: I can tell. Somebody's um, still
0: grumpy. But, I mean, here's what it comes down to is, yeah, they lost to the Blues. But prior to that, they were on a three-game, or I think a four-game win streak, actually, yeah. Four-game. Mm-hmm. Um, so After you know, a
1: very convincing win against the Hurricanes, too. Yes, a, a four-to-one win against the yep. very convincing, very well-played, well-rounded game. Put you know, as much stock as you want to put into the Blues, I you know, Carolina's just as good of a good of team. Just as good of a good of team. Well, and honestly, super-
0: like, during the broadcasts of the Carolina game, you could you could watch that game and see that these are two of the best teams in the league. I mean Carolina Absolutely. Carolina's got one of the best offensive teams in the league. They're dynamic. I mean Sebastian Aho is one of the best most talented yeah, hockey they're, players. Yeah, they're
1: they're top 5 team in the league the last, you know, couple of years for sure.
0: Now a little caveat regarding Carolina. Could you see that being a possible Stanley Cup final? Avs Carolina I know that that was the talk last year prior to the season, but.
1: You know, to me, what we're seeing right now is, how do I put it? Similar to like preseason football. You know, the first couple of weeks, yeah. first four weeks of the NFL is a feeling out time period. You know, you can't really tell who's who's for sure, you know, a Super Bowl contender and who's, you know, at the bottom of the standings. Yeah. So And I kind of feel that way with hockey up until...
0: December. Yeah, I was gonna say really to the until the all-star first, break most of the time. The like, first
1: few months they're just so you have injuries, you have, you know, new lines trying to figure each other out. I mean it's there's there's so many different factors into it. To say you could see Carolina, Colorado, absolutely, but you could also see, you know, I would say Boston right now with the way that they're playing. Yeah. Um so I think those conversations, those types of predictions You know, I guess everybody does predictions early, but those are more, I feel more accurate, you know, a little bit further along, trade deadline, let things settle. Let these, like you said, you know, talking about identities, let the teams find their identities. You're not going to know that 14 games in, 20 games in, Um, they're still, they're still trying to figure out who they are.
0: So, I mean, talking about identities and the Avs finding their identity, Carolina finding their identity with with the roster that we have, let's say let's say tomorrow night everybody's healthy on the ice. Let's say we have Landis Conley. let's say we have Nachushkin, Gerard, McDermott, everything, okay? Does this team still have the same identity as it had last year or are we establishing a new at this point? Do you feel like we're we're developing a new mindset to go towards this year because it's a repeat year or are we establishing and keeping that same mentality in the same just grit that we had last year?
1: I think mentality is different than identity. I think they, they, they all have the same mentality. I think you have enough returning guys that that's not changing. They, they know what the goal is and they, frankly, they know how to achieve it now as well. So they know what it takes. They know, you know, when to kind of flip that switch and get things going. Um, Identity. I think that is going to change year to year it depends on you know pow- i mean look at the power play the power play is a perfect example bednar was messing with you know three D men on the power play awesome, at yeah. one point um and so really trying those new things really seeing you know what works and i love that i love let's let's see what works you want to yeah. throw 3d out there let's do it let's see what happens if it works great if not switch it up you want to move new hook to from second to fourth line you know, kind of shake up the lineup a little bit. Now is the time to do that. Now, November is the time to do that. March, April, as you're getting ready to go to the playoffs, not
0: so much. Absolutely. And, you know, um, I guess I I minced my words a little bit there. So when I say the identity of the team, I'm, um, you know, I obviously flowed that over into um, their mentality. But do you feel that this team this year is going to have the same defensive prowess as last year as well as be able to have the offensive power that they had because i think that was what made this team so dynamic because you look at the goal and shot differentials in every game and the abs would put up 35 to 40 shots on average a night and only allow 20 to 28 so you have a huge shot differential on top of the fact the shots that are getting through are not high-quality chances last year. Whereas this year, we're seeing a lot more of those you know, stupid plays um, at the blue line, not turning your hips quick enough, not being able to get back fast enough, and allowing those high-percentage scoring opportunities. I mean, the p- penalty kill percentage right now is, is a great example of that. I mean, you bring up the yeah. power play, but let's talk about how the opposite – the penalty kill is right now. I mean, we're bottom of the league. I think last I saw we were 28th in penalty kill percentage. That's pretty miserable.
1: Absolutely. And no, no, yeah. no way around that. There's no excuse for it. But again, let's, let's look back at, I hate pointing the finger, but it, it's just, it is a factor when you're talking about these stats and how the team is playing. Um, you know, you're missing Darren Hell. You're missing, um, just like, it almost feels like the glue. The glue yeah. of that power play, whether that was home or even frankly, I was a huge Jack Johnson fan. Absolutely. I thought he did absolutely incredible. And I personally think like this is maybe the, you know, what we're seeing that he really did bring to that, that defensive core, um, you know, as a leader, as a vet, as, you know, whatever the case was. Um, Jack Johnson did incredible last year. And I think we're just missing that, you know, that, that fly to block a path or that nitty grittiness in the corner to, you know, get the puck away. Yeah. Um, those were just the little details that Jack Johnson did night in and night out. while I was losing a Kadri and a Burkowski, you know, those hurt. Those are hard. Those are hard players. They're not, they're not, um, replaceable. Yeah. Um, yeah. To me, from a defensive perspective, that's Jack Johnson. I mean, he wasn't putting up the points, wasn't, you know, anything crazy. But holy cow, was that guy just consistently good night in and night out.
0: So I'm really glad you brought up Jack Johnson because this was something I wanted to touch on at some point. Um, You know, obviously, the team still loves Jack Johnson. The fact that they brought him out on the ice for the banner ceremony. Very cool moment. Now, we talked about trade rumors at the beginning of the episode would you want the abs to try to make a trade? Let's say they throw a fifth round pick to Chicago for Jack Johnson. Is that something you think that Sackick? Well, I guess it's not Sackick anymore, but (laughs) (laughs) is that something you feel that they should move towards um, to bring a guy like Jack Johnson back? Somebody that knows the system, somebody that knows the roster and somebody that could just fill in.
1: Tough to say. I mean, like to me, you look at it. What I, what I, as a, fan like that, yes, absolutely absolutely. looking at it from a owner's perspective, you know, you ha- we kind of had our chance to do that after the cup. Yeah. I mean, he signed for with Chicago for what Seven hundred and fifty.
0: yeah, he was you know something
1: minimum. something like that. I mean, so probably not. I wouldn't I don't see that happening. I would like yeah. that, but I think you know, maybe on the defensive side, you're looking, you're looking a little bit elsewhere. I'm not sure where yet. I don't know if the defense is still just trying to gather their footing and what the true, I don't want to say issue, but what that real, that missing key is. Is it a vet or is it, you know, bigger, stronger, you know, more physical, you know, Josh Manson type thing. Um, the one thing I do know is not to question any of the trades because Joe Sack again team do seem to have a doubt. So whatever they find fit, I'm going to be good with.
0: I, I mean, at this point, as an Avs fan, when you see a trade come across, y- you just sit back and you go, I don't, I don't know about it, but it always works. So let's, let's see it what seems happens. To
1: work. Let's, let's go with it. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I don't see a trade happening anytime soon, even with you know some of the the long term injured reserve you know guys getting switched over. It's it's just too early to press that that yeah. panic button. Let's give it a few more a few more weeks. It's getting past the holidays, and then I could see the team kind of reevaluating from there. Unless things all of a sudden like really plummeted. I'm talking St. Louis Blues losing nine games type of plummet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then I could see something maybe happening. But till then, let's just get through the holidays.
0: Absolutely. Well, and so kind of one thing I want to touch on is, um, you know, Bednar was on the Altitude radio show th- this week with uh, Mosier and Lombardi and Kane. And he he brought up – the question was asked why in the St. Louis game he had benched Newhook. And it was it was about, I want to say – most the third period halfway into the second is when he basically got his minutes cut. And, you know, first off, what is your opinion on new hook previously and how he's played and everything that he's done for the team?
1: You know, I think, well, he's young first. Yeah. I think that that can't be overlooked. Know, under under. Yeah. Overlooked. It's, that is a factor i think and sometimes this league forces you to grow up sooner than what you're ready for and i like new hook i think he has a lot of potential i think that expectation of a 20, 20 goal scorer is a little a little steep for him yeah i think that third third line fits him really well um we just haven't seen those those big steps that we kind of need him you know need to see from him um, but if you kind of look at the centers on our team, around the team, you know, they've kind of been more of those vet savvy guys. We don't really have that. We haven't had like that yeah. young gun, you know, bona fide goal score. Really? really know, a, yeah. I was gonna say McKinnon. And, you know, yeah. I mean, end. obviously
0: but, McKinnon, but I, t- I know McKinnon is technically a center, but yeah. I mean, we all know he very, very, very rarely, way, yeah. rarely plays. Tomato,
1: tomato. But I just think that's that's a difficult position. You know, there's a lot of pressure on you, especially winning some of those offensive zone faceoffs. Yeah. Um, which the Avs have been kind of struggling with in general, not just um him.
0: For the past so ten it's, years. It's a lot.
1: Yeah, it's a lot to put on his plate. Um, I appreciate Bednar, um, kind of holding him accountable and kind of shaking up. You know, what is it, what, how do you, how do you speak to him? What do you, what do you need to do to get through to him that we need? We need more, something he's capable of, but how do you, how do you kind of ignite that? And I think sometimes that's a benching. One of my, you know, when I was in playing hockey, you know, sometimes that bench is what you need as a wake up call and it's not, you're not mad. You just, you need, you need that kind of kick in the butt to get restarted again.
0: Well, and I, I mean, honestly, you say you're not mad i disagree because every time Mm -hmm. i had been benched when i was younger that's the point of it is you get pissed you get mad right and that's what drives you to do better it's what it's what puts that fire under you that says okay listen i don't want to do this again i don't want to be back in this position where for a period and a half of my team struggling i've pissed off my coach enough to where he won't throw me in the game so you work towards that and one of the things that Bednar had said to, on, the, on the radio interview this week was that Newhook just—he wasn't fighting enough. Like, he wasn't giving that grit. He wasn't going to the corners. He wasn't, he wasn't fighting for the puck at, at center ice. You know, he, he was just kind of sitting back and allowing the play to happen. And as we all know, when, it, when, when you allow a hockey player to break through the neutral zone— you give them a stride, that's all that they need, and they're gone. So if you're sitting back on your heels and waiting for that player to come and not pressing, yeah, I mean, you that's absolutely something that needs to be worked on. And in the St. Louis game, it happened numerous times where, you know, it was piss poor passes, not getting it on the tape, just poor decision-making, um, not clearing the puff properly, and not being able to, like I said, put that press at center ice. And... I think one of his biggest issues with Newhook is he wants to be that 20-30 goal scorer. You can see it in him because he has those flashes, right? But I think he's trying too hard to be that. He reminds me of a Tyson Joseph in that aspect. He needs to find his his feet under him in the NHL, and then I think he can become that second-line center, possibly um, in the future. But I think right now, like you said, he's a— He's a good, solid third to fourth line guy.
1: These are the moments, and I really, I really talked to the guys a lot last year about this. I was really fascinated with the locker room dynamic, the culture, you know, within the team. As last year, the abs were they were shuffling guys, they were moving mm-hmm. guys from the first line to the third line, and I really wanted to know how the team felt about that you know did they take it personal did they get upset did they how did they feel about benchings or not playing or having their time cut and the consistent answer the response that i got from everybody was that it was a team a team first mentality you put those personal agendas aside and i think this is this is that moment we're going to see from you know alex newhook is whether how do you react how do you handle this now yeah does it ignite you and push you to go to the corners and therefore you become overall a better player are you up for the challenge or does this turn into a situation where you get upset you overthink you're over you know over analyzing everything yeah. and i think that's that's really gonna be key here and what we see and how it's handled every time last year it was incredible to see how 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 the how the players responded and ultimately it did lead to a stanley cup because every person's you know, Kadri with the, the contract extension, yeah. no matter what it was, the team put aside their personal agenda and just went out there and played for each other, with each other. So if Newhook, you know, to get past that second line, you know, center kind of hill, he's he's going to have to grow and be up for the yeah. challenge.
0: Well, and, you know, and just so everybody knows, um, that is new to the Crash the Net podcast, Kelsey here, was a reporter last year and actually got to do interviews with the players and um, got an inside look at, you know, what the locker room was like. And of course she gets lucky enough to experience that in the Stanley Cup here. But anyways. Um, hey, you just
1: kind of re- retired off top. No big deal. No right, big deal. Right. Right.
0: Um, <laughs> but I like that you said that. And one of the things that you said um is it's a team aspect, and you look at the way that this team is built, both the Colorado Avalanche to the Eagles, right? Every time we bring a player in, they implement the same system down there. They throw in the same kind of setup. the power play is similar, you know, and it's able to bring guys like Samparanta in and you know be able to make that work. But right now, what I'm seeing with New Hook is. Martin Kalp, because Martin Kalp, if you remember when he first started his, when he first got drafted, right, he was supposed to be that second, third line guy. He was supposed to be that high goal scorer. And every year he got the opportunity and every year he would just get close enough and have some glimpses of just greatness. And then stupid shit just sent him back down. And I think with new hook, what needs to happen? And obviously I'm not coach. What Bednar does, I'm behind 100%. But let's do to Newhook what we did to Jost before he kind of came into his own. Let's send him down to the AHL. Let's get him those minutes with the lower club so that he can be the top guy. He can understand how to make plays work, how to develop in the neutral zone, and how to defend. Because when you're thrown into it at the NHL level, you have guys that have been... You know, at they're they're at the top of their game and have been since they were five years old, right? So
1: tough to say there. I mean, you you do the the send down, and I think uh you're you're dancing it, a fine line there. I yeah, think that it's, could it's really a tight line a to to a guy's confidence and not. I see what you're saying with like the productivity and stuff and the ice time. I just think when you're when you're on a Stanley Cup team. All of last year, um, you know, definitely an a every night player mm-hmm. to be sent down the year after. I don't know if that would have a positive reaction. This kind of just seems like a year that he really needs to work through it himself, leaning on the vets. You know, how Fair. much is McKinnon coaching him, Landis Gogs, you know, words of wisdom? You know, those are the things that I think is what New Hook needs. Could okay. lean on, but a send down. Oh, I could see that. All of a sudden, that learn turns into a trade request. I mean, he was he was critical. He was He was he was a key player. The whole all of those guys were
0: last absolutely. year. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and
1: so, it'd be sent down. Oof. I I
0: I yeah, understand.
1: It's a little, a little extreme.
0: Come I on. I understand what you're saying. What are we doing? I understand it. Okay, and the only reason I bring it up is because you brought up the team mentality, right? So the way that my mind works is if this one player has the talent inside of him. I mean, we all know New Hook has the potential. We saw what he did in in the collegiate level. We saw what he did in my in the uh, juniors. We we know what he can do and we know what he's capable of, right? But sometimes that confidence builder is what you need. You know, getting sent down, I don't think necessarily is a bad thing. It's it's something that could actually boost your confidence enough to, when you go back up to the NHL, because like you said, Alex Newhook is a Stanley Cup champion. He was on a Stanley Cup team. So to go down to the AHL, he's, he's the bee's knees. He's the, he's, the, he's the guy there, right? So that gives him but the opportunity to— But then are you to, looked
1: at as like, dang, dude, you were on the Stanley Cup team. What the heck are you doing down here?
0: See, I, I don't see it I that way, think, though. I think it's, I I, awesome. I understand what you're saying. I really do. The way I see it is, like, with my job. Let's say say I messed up on an install and things didn't go right, right? Instead of firing me, hey, man, let's have a training day. Let's go through and make sure that we are up to snuff with my standards and your standards. Let's make sure that we're on the same page. Let's make sure that the way that you install this sound system is what our company standards are, right? And I just put it as... That's how my correlation. Uh, that's how I correlate this. Is, hey, going to a training day or two, to to rehone your skills isn't necessarily the worst thing ever. It, it can benefit uh, you. So
1: you're close. I feel like your analogy is close. I would say it's more so like, all right, Trev, you're kind of you're struggling a little bit. We're actually gonna put you with the younger guys who just started a few weeks ago, and you're going to shadow that
0: Okay. I, I, I see that. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Kelsey was right? No. No, I, 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 I didn't said. say you're right. I just said, <laughs> I see your point. It's a valid point. Uh, I appreciate that. Thank, but, you. Thank you. I mean, what it comes down to is, you know, we're splitting hairs here. I mean, at this point, like you said...
1: <laughs> I don't know about <laughs> sending a player to the AHL and keeping them in the starting lineup is splitting hairs but we can agree to
0: disagree <laughs> splitting thanks. hairs
1: and that's a cute thanks for joining us
0: <laughs> but no um i think i think new hook will be a staple on this roster and he is somebody that will be um productive and be a member of this team for a while i, I just He'll think figure he, it out he there's needs there's, to figure it out um, he needs to find yeah. that that spot on the roster and I think the problem right now is he's being pushed into a second center role when he's not ready for it. And I think everybody needs to kind of take a step back, both Bednar and Newhook, and reevaluate where he's at with this year and where his skill set is best used. Because to me...
1: Bednar... Yep, sorry, go ahead. No,
0: I was just going to say, because to me, put him down on the third line, and I guarantee you he excels. Put Comfer up on the second line... And Confort is proven. I mean, he's not a second line center by any means in this league, but as a fill in for a little while, I think Confort would be pretty successful.
1: Somebody has to rise to the challenge. And yeah. If nobody rises to the challenge. Saka and team will find somebody who is.
0: Absolutely. Um.
1: So I have to give credit to Bednar and Saka and the team. They're giving everybody that opportunity. This is not. This wasn't handed to anybody. This isn't set in stone. Um. If there's somebody that shows or is ready and accepts the challenge, you know, that posi- that position's open to me. Yeah. And so um Bednar at the start of the season talked about how he was gonna, you know, give New Hook all all and every opportunity he had Months of opportunity. to capture that position. And to Bednar's credit, he stuck to his word. And so that's nothing, you know, new hook new hook, the guy, you know he gave him the opportunity he still is giving them the opportunity yeah um so it's early 14 games in and yep. you haven't got the the theme of the the show is that it's early let's not hit that panic button and start sending players down to the ahl
0: pretty much <laughs> no fair enough okay fair enough um obviously i'm not hitting the panic button i'm still i feel like you're hovering a little bit
1: I, I, not, not, is I've... it in your like eyesight are you are you looking at it
0: it's out of the drawer but it's still oh in the case goodness. it's still in the case oh hey hey we want to Cup last year we want to stay the cup last year it's hard it's hard i have expectations now oh, 14 okay.
1: games in what
0: yeah 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 and broncos threw Maybe a fit after long- one game in so come on now
1: we don't talk about we don't say
0: <laughs> the b word on this podcast we
1: just don't Mm-mm. no sir
0: amen and on that note kelsey <laughs> I think we'll wrap up this episode. Is there anything else you want to touch on?
1: I am good. Thank you.
0: All right. Well, I really appreciate everybody being able to join us tonight. It was a great night talking about abs hockey. Kelsey, I appreciate you jumping on. And everybody else, thank you for listening. Make sure to go and follow Couch Potato Sports on Facebook, Instagram, and follow the new Couch Potato Sports CrashNet uh, page on Facebook. We're going to be updating with new episodes on podcasts, I'm going to try to keep up to date on information for the Avs, trades, injuries, any roster moves, things like that, the best that I can. Um, So let us be your one-stop shop for Avs news, and we hope to see you back. Y'all have a good night. Thank you for joining.